Uh, Parker. Yeah? I am tired. Yeah, it's been a long work day. I am tired. I got up a little early today. Did my workout before work so I could get on over here afterwards. Busy, busy day. A busy bee. Working like a worker bee. And I'm tired. But I'm tired for something else as well. And you know what this is? <laughs> yeah. I'm tired of coming so close to winning these games. Yeah. And losing. <laughs> yes. I'm tired of it. Yes. It's time to stop. It's time to stop. So, ladies and gentlemen, I've brought, I got my new Coke Zero. Time to spruce it up. Parker, what you sipping on? I'm sipping on a blueberry pomegranate bubbly. Does that got caffeine? No, but I had a coffee before this. There we go. We're both about to be jacked up, talking about a big ol' L to the U. Bomp, bomp. Welcome back. You're in the gold room. Presented by Will Strickland and Parker Stone. All right, listeners, you're back in the gold room with the us. Room. Uh, like we said in the intro, we're going to kind of be breaking down Miami today, but also talking about the disappointment that comes from these power five losses. Yes. Yes. The, the, the 2016 loss to Miami hurt less. Yes. Cause that game, <laughs> I got, I was over it by about halftime. Yeah. Halftime. I was like pretty quick. I was like, eh, this is yeah, shaking this, out. This wasn't meant to be. <laughs> they shake it out our favor. It hurts so much more yeah. when it's a game that you think you should have won. We sh- should have, we were the better team. Yes. We were the better yes, team. Yes. 100%. Yes. If, if the eye test and whether or not you pass the eye test. It's right. thrown around a lot. And a lot of people say it's stupid, whatever. We passed the eye test. Yeah. Miami uh, did not. Defense alone. Yes. The, our the defense, th- that was like a national performance. Yes. That was yes. incredible. We looked like a power five DeMarco defense. Jackson is a man's man. Yes. And and I, I'm, I'm going to go ahead and say it too. No. DeMarco Jackson's game is one of the best single game defensive performances I have seen an Appalachian State Mountaineer half. Yeah. I mean, that was just unbelievable. The only effort. the only other one that comes to mind is I forget who we were playing, but it was Duck and Um someone else. They had six interceptions. And they each had three. Yeah. Who, well and, and and was that Wyoming? I I don't know who that was. I think it may have been a conference game. The South Carolina twenty nineteen game comes to mind. Uh Shamar John Charles and Sean Jolly had uh, magnificent games. Yes, against South Carolina. Yes, but let's, as we would prefer to do on this cursed week. Yep. Not live in the past. <laughs> Let well, I guess we're talking about the past. So let's talk about the past. <laughs> we're gonna live in the past. Let's start from the top. Just kind of go over some highlights in our mind of the game, highlights, lowlights, all that good stuff. Um, right off the bat. Let me get something clear. Yeah. I saw some chit chat. I saw some babagoosh. I saw some malarkey. All right. Yeah. On on some forums. Okay. I did not 
we're blame really, the loss. We're going to really talk about forums? I did not blame the loss on Chase Bryce. I blame the loss on Chase Bryce and Jalen Ver- And I'm joking, I'm joking, I'm joking. I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, and I don't, if my tweets came off this way, then that wasn't the intent. There, I don't think there is any one player. At, it's a team sport. There's no one player that lost that game. No. I think Chase Bryce could have had a better performance. I think he he missed a Mike Evans touchdown. He missed Jalen Virgil on a deep route that could have been a touchdown. Mm-hmm. On that very last play, Malik Williams was going to be open in a split second on a crossing route. Yeah, half a second more. That, that Jalen Virgil. That would have been a big game. Yes. Jalen Virgil dropped a pass on the last drive, but it was a bad pass. Corey Sutton dropped a pass, but it was a bad pass. Both of them should have been caught, but they were dropped. So I say all of that just to clear the air. Chase Bryce is not the reason we lost. Our long snapper is not the reason we lost. No one is the reason we lost. There were multiple factors. You can say, too, I mean, there were a couple bad throws or a couple bad decisions here and there, but there were also some magnificent throws. Mm -hmm. I mean, he really showed the potential. The, right. the, that arm strength is legit mm-hmm. and that you can tell that's why he was recruited as highly as he was coming out of high school right that arm talent is something that we have not necessarily seen from quarterbacks in the past here I mean, mm-hmm. he can heave it that's a hot take people gonna come at you about that you think zach thomas had a deep ball he had a he had a pretty deep ball but it wasn't i, I wouldn't say it's the same as, as chase's chase's just has so much velocity to mm-hmm. it i mean it's like a rocket yeah. So if we go back to just the the way that game started, first drive I think was a three and out, if I remember correctly. But I think Miami's may have been in three and out as well, or maybe you know five or six plays they didn't really do anything. Their punter is phenomenal. We already knew well, that because he's twenty eight years old. And homie's tatted up. <laughs> it's an adult from toenail to scalp. I love these Australian punters that come over at mm-hmm. like twenty six, twenty seven years old. <laughs> Oh, I might. We got to play some so we, football. We get pinned in, you know, two or three yard line. Uh, you know, D line tips it, interception. And we you know the ball was not reviewed. I didn't get a good replay. I, I'm surprised it wasn't reviewed, but, you know, that's for another day. Um, and then they obviously they scored after that. So, yeah. not a great start. Uh, a very bad start, to be specific. <laughs> about as bad yeah. a start as you can no, imagine. That is about as bad as turning over in the five. Yeah. Right. And then we got to talk about it, the safety. We got to talk about it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the positives, I will say, let's start on a high note. Positives, uh, batting the ball out of the back of the end zone is one of the big heads-up plays. I mean, that's just a smart Not move. trying to do something with Not it. Not trying to dive on it. Yep. I mean, he, he punched it. Yep. Because that could have made a bad situation a lot worse. I could have turned to seven. If, if that ball gets recovered by the other team. Right. So, that was um, a very bad snap. That, that was uh, reminiscent of Louisiana's long snapper. Um, but it didn't happen again. No, no. They fixed it. They they, right. they were working on the sidelines. Right. It was not a continued issue. There was no – I don't remember. Of course, after that happens, you're watching every single snap. Yes. It's I don't you normally don't pay attention to. Right. You now are focusing on. I don't remember any snaps where, uh, you know – Xavier had to jump up or jump to the side or anything. Mm-hmm. We got to figure it out. So, you know, all love to Long Snapper. Don't know his name. You know, all love to Long Snappers worldwide. <laughs> it's one of the toughest positions, I feel like, to, to play with mentally because no one notices you. Right. 
you're never the hero until until something bad happens <laughs> yes. and then you're every single fan's yes. least favorite player so yes. I, I you know that's a big thing for him to be able to recover from right. that and continue to play a very clean game from that point right. on. And I'll be honest, they may have switched long snappers. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but we're going to assume it was the same dude. And if that's the case, shout out to Mr. Snapper because that was a good adjustment. I would be shocked if they had multiple long snappers on the travel party. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was a good shocked. adjustment to get that out of his head. He forgot about it, and it didn't happen again for the rest no. of the game. Multiple punts we had throughout yep. the game. So good for him. And that's the, the the special teams play was right. overall, I mean, one of the highlights from that point on. And uh, from that point on, uh, we had that excellent fourth down. I think it was fourth and one, fourth and two. I thought it was going to be another one of those defense forgets the App State tight end. That happens often. Yep. It was um, um, against South Carolina. We had a fourth down pickup. Uh, who was that? I don't remember what his name was. Shoot. He's like my favorite tight end that, that's played here. Anyways, shout out to you. If you caught that ball, I know you're listening. <laughs> Yikes. <laughs> and then, uh, obviously, we, uh, you know, uh, Mike Evans and uh, Marshall, you know, we can move on. But um, that's today. Right. Uh, but it was a people's uh, touchdown run, which yeah. was excellent. Yeah. Didn't see that coming. Nope. Uh, it was, And the hole was, I mean. Yeah. Could have ran a Mack truck through it. Yeah. So, excellent play calling on that front. Clark was hyped up that man was yeah. like squidward in the superhero episode krakatoa i mean he was well, popping off because that's it, it's it's one thing to kind of score because you kind of fooled the defense on a pass you right. got a little cute but you just kind of dominated oh, yeah, a little and, flea flicker you know lateral yeah. here lateral here do, you do know. run a philly special right thing. but no this was no, just we're gonna run it through y'all right so that was excellent and from that point on that first half felt pretty good a little you know back yeah. and forth yeah. and that's how the whole game would go um which i honestly wasn't expecting necessarily that it'd be so back and forth as it was with with as many lead changes yeah i didn't expect i kind of expected one team to figure it out early and right. that team stay ahead right so um kind of like south carolina was yeah we just kind of got out in front of them and it never right so you know throughout the half chase you know has his up ups and downs um i thought we did good there were points where we were just kind of Picking up in chunks, ten yards, yep. ten yards, ten yards, and I love that type of offense. I yep. think back to we're best suited for that. I think 2019 Louisiana, we had that death march. It was like the last drive it was like eight minutes, mm-hmm. and it ended on a touchdown. Mm-hmm. That's like my favorite football. Absolute ball control. Yeah, I I love the 70 yard pass to Corey Sutton down the sideline. Don't get me wrong. But like that eight minute drive, that type of play, well, I love it. It wears down that defense. Yeah, you're imposing your will on somebody else. Right. And they can't stop you. Right. And you're gonna eat the clock up. Right. And speaking of stopping the clock, <clears throat> let's talk about should we have played aggressive and tried to score at the end of the first half? We get the ball with one thirty six and a timeout. And a timeout. Parker, your offensive coordinator, your head coach, what are we doing? Uh, I'm, I'm going to attempt to score it here, <laughs> especially knowing that. No, we did get the ball deep. I think we got it on our 14. I think I, I was looking at the yeah. play-by-play earlier. I you think got it it we 14, got it on the 14. But you, you, you moved it up and then stopped. Right. Um, yeah, I think you in games like this one where you're the underdog and you're playing in their environment mm-hmm. – you can't let the foot up off and the And they're getting the ball at the half. And they're getting the ball. Like you, You're about to hand them the ball and give them a breather. You can't let your foot off the gas. Yep. Like You have to play aggressive there. And Coach Clark, in, my brain. in his press conference today, Coach Clark said, 
the offense wanted to go for it. The offense wanted to get in scoring range. And Clark overruled it. He said, nope, let's take it easy. We're up. You know, we got a lead. Let's let our boys chill. What do you think about that? I mean, ultimately it's the coach's decision, but if your offense want was pushing for that, I would let them try to build more momentum before going out of the half. Right. And I think a minute 36 with a timeout is a lot of time to get a field goal. Yeah, I think we could have tried to get into range. For and even if it was, if we put him out there for a sixty-yarder, you know, yeah, just to just to you know try, just wing it, right? Yeah. I also I would have absolutely gone for it. Yeah. I think if I think the problem was, I mean, I guess this wasn't the problem because this was the intent. But as soon as we started that drive, there wasn't any hurry up. There no, wasn't like get back to the tempo. line. You know, spike it, get another play call. And, and like to that. be fair, I mean, that's not necessarily our offense. Right. I mean, we're not a super up-tempo, uh, you know, scheme. And I don't I don't know what all they've worked on with Chase. Maybe that's something that they really haven't run a lot of in practice is right. up-tempo two-minute. Right. Um, so, and that's, you know, there's, there's going to be things like that that we don't know. But, I mean, I guess from our perspective, it's something we would have wanted to yeah. see. Yeah. But it's not what happened. Clark makes his decision. He's head ball coach for a reason. Exactly. I mean, he, he his job is getting paid to make the big decisions, the tough decisions, and if that works out and we just kind of manhandle Miami, we don't even talk about right. this. I mean, it's it's because the game, if we win by two points, right. we don't talk about what happened before halftime. Now, I did see someone on Twitter. I can't remember who it was. Um, may have been Yosef's beard, but I'm not positive. They had said... Uh, on the topic of going forward and not going for it at the end of the first half, they said, well, if we ended up, you know, where it's a three and out and we have to punt in our, uh, in our territory, we were nervous about long snapping that. And I don't know if that's fair. I don't know if, I mean, yeah, that's a, I mean, that means you've had a long snapper who in practice is, is messing up. <laughs> yeah. That is just yeah. sending it to the moon. But if it's just a one-off, and we had punted since the safety. Yes, that yeah, we had punted right other times in that half with no problem. Right. So I don't think that was a concern. This was not a Billy Napier take a safety type situation. Yeah, no, we were not <laughs> having an anomaly like no. like they had. No. And again, shout out to uh, Mr. Snapper. He, <laughs> I whatever your name is, man, I appreciate you. Uh, so yeah, so we go into the half, come back out. Miami gets the ball. Um. And keep in mind, this whole time with the peoples and Noel, um, I don't even know if it's really called a battle rotation. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of a two-headed running game. Right. Truly are alternating. Yes. You know, peoples goes in for a drive, and then Noel. So far, peoples has had more ability to penetrate the line and get through mm -hmm. than Noel. Noel has certainly had his, his chunk plays in yeah. you know, 10, 15, 20-yard yeah. gains. Peoples is the one. Peoples had the vision. Getting touchdowns. He had the vision. 30, 40 yards. No, he, he he was finding his hole. He was hitting right. his spot. The timing he had was so big. I think so his big. size is unique. I remember thinking this last year in the opener against Charlotte because, you know, Peoples, of course, he had played the year before or, or maybe even 2018. I don't remember exactly what class mm -hmm. he is, but um, I didn't know. You know, I knew he was on the team, but I didn't really, he wasn't that guy yet. Yeah. 
I remember watching him against Charlotte, and he would just, like, slip out of tackles. You know, some dude would grab him by the foot, and he'd just slip out and get three or four more yards. He just has this unique ability to mm-hmm. escape and yeah. create three more yards out well, of nothing. And, and he has a very unique frame as a running yes. back. He's, he's built like he's a receiver. He's pretty tall. He's built like a receiver. Yeah. He's, he's pretty slim, but he's got enough power to, to, to push people right. off. I mean, he's he's a, a kind of a freak of nature athlete. Right. So at, at this point in the season, um, and, and Coach Clark had said that Noel had won that running back one spot in the offseason, which is excellent. Now, whether that was mind games trying to get people to crank it up um or if that was legitimate either way it's a win-win you gotta get people fired up or you got two dudes that could be starting running backs at any other sunbelt school or any other most group of five schools i would say and a lot of power five power five schools would (laughs) love to have these two yes so having them go back and forth i like that getting plenty of time still probably kind of measuring them seeing which you know who stacks up against who um however you get to the second half, and Peoples has six carries in the second half. That's not the third quarter, not the fourth quarter. That's the second half. That is 30 minutes. Yeah. Now, apparently, what we've been seeing was that he had asked for time off. He was gassed, right? Yeah. Which is, I get it. It's Miami. It's Florida, one of the it's, it's humid, most uninhabitable states in the country. Yeah, it is not cozy. So I get it. And I think DeMarco Jackson was cramping up. I imagine dudes were cramping up left and right. Yeah. We just didn't see it because the camera crew was probably bored of it. <laughs> There's no <laughs> point in showing it. Um, so, you know, I, and this is a, not at all a slight against people's being weak or whatever. However, I don't know if he would have asked to sit out the whole game. Yeah. essentially the whole half yeah that that's kind of what's confusing to people's isn't to that me. guy yeah he's he's not that guy he's he's a dog i mean he's he's out there he's he wants his touches right so you know maybe he said i've got a cramp real fast let me check out but i mean i'd have to go back and, and look at the snap counts and just see kind of the gap of where when he was off the field right um because it was in again no slight to Noel, but it's just Peoples is the one with the most production. So we're getting in that fourth quarter. We're getting into those last few drives, and you're kind of missing his presence. You're, yeah. you're kind of missing having him out there. Yeah. Because um, Noel, it just seemed like, I don't know whether they just had more tape on him or could read him more. They were stopping him. They, they might have. Uh, I mean, that Miami staff might have watched Noel as far back as high school because he's from Miami. He's That's a native. A good point. Some of those defensive guys might have played okay. against Noel in high school. That's a very good point. Yeah. So, you know, that's something where I saw a lot of people talking about this on Twitter, probably, you know, towards the end of the third quarter, shot of the fourth. It's pretty obvious. Peoples ain't there. Peoples isn't out there, but he's been the best of the two. So, what's up? <laughs> <laughs> what's going on? So, we may never know exactly what happened. No. Maybe he really was hurt. And, you know, cool. Don't let him play hurt. Long term, he is our best running back. We need him. Right. Absolutely. But it just I would like it, to know it, yeah. more. Well, and his lack of presence in a way led to the the run game was very one dimensional because you're no longer switching between two very different backs. Exactly. The defense isn't gonna have to, isn't worried about that anymore. And then it turned us into a one dimensional offense for a while there. Which was very difficult with a quarterback that was struggling. Yeah. Going up and down. Up yeah. and down. And well, and it, it, that's that's worse on Chase too, because mm-hmm. Chase now is is not getting that that run support that he needs. Right. So they're a la- they can now you know 
really load up in the in the secondary. Right. Uh, and I think that's what increased pressure on Chase too. Is yep. is that secondary? They can focus a lot more out there. Safeties don't have to drop, and then you start having coverage sacks. You have coverage pressure. Yep. Because um, they started getting pressure with just three guys. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think they sacked us on the first drive with rushing three, and I was kind of like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And that's this the same. I mean, obviously, comparing us to Alabama is very different. Yes, but that's <laughs> they did the same thing. They tried it against Alabama, where they rushed three, dropped eight, and that package didn't do very well against Alabama. I mean, something they else. They had no pressure against Bama. No, no, no one has pressure on, it, on Bama. exactly. They're gonna have five. Th- those five yeah, offensive. You could linemen, rush eleven. <laughs> those five offensive linemen will all be taken yes. in the top five. Yes, picks for, something first round, else. Five rounds. I uh, that was asked of Clark in the uh, in the presser today, recording this Monday. Um, I think the question was asked. Uh, I don't know who asked it. I don't think it was asked. Uh, how you say? Uh, well, um, they asked. In the second half, did you guys intentionally start targeting Hennigan more? Well, should that I was like, did they? I don't I, remember I, Hennigan getting touches. I, I, I you know, one or targeted, two. But I, I didn't, I didn't notice it live as being super right. different from the first half. Right. So you know, Clark gave an answer. He said he has. They have a checklist where they want to give X amount of people X amount of targets and, and touches and so forth. So I guess cycle it in, let everyone get tape, everyone get experience, all that good stuff. Well, and it's also to make sure nobody's getting banged up right. more, you know. Right. But, you know, were we intentionally targeting Hennigan? I feel like Hennigan was kind of like, if you asked him, that he'd be like, uh, I don't know. I don't, <laughs> don't feel that way. Yeah. 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 Because yeah. <laughs> um, we were going to Sutton a lot, and they knew that. Yeah. Especially in the fourth quarter. Yeah. Sutton was covered heavy. Um, they were covering Virgil a lot. Coach yeah. Clark said that they were double covering Virgil. Well, I uh, think they got scared of his speed after that touchdown. Oh, yeah. I mean, they, they were like, once he once he got right. free, I mean, he's gone. And Chase did have the arm strength to push it far downfield to him. Right. Yeah, so, um, you know, you wonder about that. You know, could Hennigan, you know, someone like that, Hennigan be used more. Or someone like, um, you know, Christian Wells. I think he had a catch. Mm-hmm. Um, but that kind of brings up another point. It's excellent. We have these super seniors. We have the most talented offense in the conference. And, uh, and one of the best by in the country. Far. Are we relying too much on our super seniors, and are we setting ourselves up for a very long, cold, hard 2022 campaign? That's something that I immediately thought about during the game and over the last couple of weeks as well, is how are those receivers that are also in that room, how are we preparing them for game time next year? Because there's going to be a rough stretch next year where we got to play – and back-to-back weeks, we, we got Chapel Hill, and then we go to College Station to play Texas A&M. Yeah. <laughs> so, and that's a that's a massive step up for, for you know, 19-year-olds that didn't get playing time their freshman right. year. So, I, I'm, I'm going to be really interested to see against Elon, just because, you know. I want our super seniors, they need to play a quarter. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's what's... Let's, and let everyone else play. Yep. But, like... Pull, pull, I would love if, like, midway through the second quarter, Chase Bryce isn't out there anymore. Sutton, Hennigan, Malik, Jalen Virgil, all those guys. Take them out. They're in street clothes. Chilling. Yeah. <laughs> Signing autographs. Yeah. <laughs> Eating hot dogs. Yes. I, I would love if by the end of the game we have walk-ons right. that are, are – Put in Andre Goodman to take some QB snaps. Yep. Put in Anderson Castle. 
to take some runs. You know, put in DC Tapscott. Exactly. Put in uh, Christian Wells, get more receptions. Mm-hmm. Some uh, oh, um, Deshaun Brown. Yeah, we haven't seen him. I'm assuming he's available. I, I, he's I don't know injured. If he's I believe is he, he? He was injured in spring camp. I don't know if he's available now. Okay. He might be redshirting the whole year. Well, hey, Deshaun, if you're listening, get out there. You know, tell them I'm in, coach. <laughs> um, yeah. So uh, that that's where I, I'm excited for Elon just to see everybody else. Yeah. Cause that's going to be our first real peek into yep. the future. What 2022's app state team could look like. Yep. And I, I would like chase to, even if the starters come out in that first quarter, I would like chase to stay in for the first half. I think he needs a confidence booster. I mean, he needs a reminder of what he can do yeah. of what he yeah. did against ECU. He needs to get, just get his head right and get them all good. Cause Marshall's going to be a tough game. Marshall's going to be a dogfight. It's going to be a very, very difficult game, and we're going to need... I think that game is going to be high-scoring. I think that's really? a game that can creep up the numbers because Marshall's air attack is is nothing to, to scoff at. I think we need uh, we need ECU Chase Bryce, not Miami Chase Bryce. Yes. Except Malik Williams, Chase Bryce, Miami. <laughs> <laughs> we need that specific yeah. pass. <laughs> and that's where that, that pair kind of popped up out of nowhere yeah at right, the end right. deep ball then one or two snaps later touchdown yeah well and that drive all of the three passes chase bryce threw mm-hmm. all went to malik williams all receptions mm-hmm. all, he caught every ball yep. thrown to him that drive yeah I mean, that was so that might be a little magic to uh to, to they might to focus that, on that might be the chemistry i mean that might mm-hmm. have to be our our crunch time match it yes is all right, we're going to Malik now. And that was something last season. Malik was that guy, it seemed. Remember a lot against of late uh, games. Georgia Southern in 2019? Yeah. Everyone was dropping everything? Yes. Mal- except Malik, Malik Williams? Malik in the, that final godforsaken drive Ugh. against Southern in 2019. Uh, he was the bright spot. Yeah. I mean, that, it was like Hennigan dropping balls. And you never see no, it w- it Hennigan was, drop a pass. No, yeah. It, yeah. Was, it, it was in the past, so I can say this. It was pitiful. I mean, the, the, the was, weather was also it, like it was some of the most pitiful conditions for a football game. Right. I mean, I was drenched and yeah. freezing. It, yes. I wish it was snowing instead of the weather we had that <laughs> yeah, night. That was disgusting. I wish it was 12 yes. degrees and a blizzard before yes. 38 and sludge. Right. But, you know, shout out to Malik Williams. He's kind of, uh, even though we all know he's good and we all know his name, he's still almost an unsung hero Yeah. of our offense. Yeah. When, it, when it seems like we're just waiting for someone to click we're waiting for someone to pop off it's malik yeah he's the one that does it he answers the bell every time late game when you need him malik williams is gonna be right oh and let's talk about this real quick timeout on the field in this next section i refer to the under center uh two-point conversion we attempted as a direct snap Okay. I know a direct snap refers to the center snapping to the running back. Okay, Chase Bryce was under center. Do not tweet me. Don't email me. Don't call me. Don't knock on my door. Nothing. Don't bewitch me. Okay, I get it. I get it. Okay, back to the program. So we get the Malik Williams touchdown to go up uh, one, right? Um, and we go for two, which is the only right decision. Extra point is useless. You, to. you yeah. might as well go yeah. for two. There's no reason to kick the extra point. Why are we an offense that never direct snaps? Why are we direct snapping on a two-point conversion? What are we doing? 
Yeah. What are we doing? I mean, I get, I get you're in a goal line. They're going to stack the, I get trying to show them something different, trying to give them something that you haven't done yet. But that's what, that's what happens when you do it, when you don't work. That's one of those plays. (laughs) Like to me, why didn't we go simple shotgun, hand it to people's let's go. Exactly. That, that, yeah. To Mm. me, to me, I, I, I think there's no reason to not just, just dial that up. Or we have that. He had been dominant. We have at that, that Caleb point Sperlin trick play. Remember? Yeah, the the Caleb the Sperlin meatball special. Yeah. <laughs> I hope that's what they internally call it. The meat. We're I, gonna I, run the meatball special. After he got a sack, I tweeted, "Caleb, Mamma Mia, that's a big a meatball Sperlin." <laughs> uh, so we could have done that, but it just seems very very strange. Now maybe that play, once you get past the snap. It's the most well, and genius play ever drawn up. Or they could have practiced that in uh, all week. That mm-hmm. could have been their play that they said we. Right. If this is our this is our two point conversation. This is this is what we're going to do. Right. And maybe it was just a bad exchange, just a freak. You know, this could be like a play that they're going to pull out later in the year. But, right. But it just uh, seems weird. You got Bear Hunter, a converted center, Chase Bryce. New quarterback working with a new center who takes no direct snaps. Our offense does not take direct snaps. Mm-mm. We don't do that. Mm. Why are we doing it in that situation? That's why it, it's very questionable to me. Yeah. I mean, that's another one we're not going to know. But right, I'm excited to potentially see that later. Yeah. Now, I feel like both of them, like Chase and Bear, will be like, we gotta do this. Like we gotta yeah, do this. No, they're, coach, <laughs> come on. We're gonna we're gonna pull. We, we gotta out. show them what's supposed to happen. <laughs> yeah, pull, if, if we pull that one out to beat Coastal, I'll be. Uh... Oh, pff. we ain't gonna need a two pointer to beat Coastal. Let me tell you that right now. That's we'll talk about that later. Yeah, we'll talk about that later. Let's wrap this up. A big question for you. Yeah, and you can take this however you want. Okay. The Miami loss. Mm-hmm. Does it matter? Does it matter? To our year this year, or matter conference play, rankings, New Year's Six, the future, our reputation, anything. Does it truly matter? Ultimately, probably not. I think we did what we needed to do, and we showed up to Miami, and we looked fantastic. Mm-hmm. We best looked, team on the field, and that's what like I feel like a lot of this episode talk has been the stuff we noticed that didn't go right. But there was so much that went well. TD Roof had a stupid game. Yeah. That sack where he hit the deck and still Got pulled it off. back up. That's DeMarco Jackson was MVP. That may have been my favorite play. Yeah, TD Roof really stepped up. Right. He That was, to me, that was his coming out game. That was mm-hmm. the first time I was yeah. like, damn. damn. TD like, Roof. Who is TD Roof? Um, yeah. I, so, and that's just what like makes it hurt is like, it's a game we knew we should have won. We were so yep. good. And yep. just these couple things just didn't, didn't fall our way this time. But ultimately, people like I was in the office today. People were like, "God, App looked good against Miami. Mm-hmm. God, App, my team couldn't do that." So, and, and that's and that's what we needed to do. Right, we needed to not have a repeat of 2016 against Miami. And I knew that was going to happen. And there was yeah, no way that was happening. It hurts, and we're going to have to eventually get over our our ranked team right. bug. If you're ranked 25 and up, you're immune. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're going to have to get over that, but. I, there's a lot for the team to, to to hold their heads high about right now. Yep. And I hope that right now uh, offense is paying for the defense to go to the spa and, and chill <laughs> and, eat, and eat steaks and relax because they need it. 
the, the, the <laughs> offense is paying for the defense to come to the gold room. Right. Yeah, that's right. That's right. All the all the defensive linemen are in those little flotation chambers right now. The yeah. jumbo XL flotation chambers. They're it's like Avatar. They're floating as we speak, just chilling. <laughs> but I, and that's you know it hurts because we'll play another ranked team this year. I'll say it that way. Yeah. For sure. There's no doubt in my mind. Coastal's not going to lose before they play us. They have it. Their schedule, Easy is, schedule. is just Buffalo butter. could be a trap game, but Buffalo that's it. Buffalo could, but that's it. Yeah, their conference slate's bad, too. Yeah. Especially before they get to us. I mean, it's, right. it's some... And I want them undefeated. I want them I yeah. want them ranked yep. eight in the country. Yep. <laughs> I want them all the way up there. Absolutely. Uh, so that's uh, kind of everything we've got to say about Miami. I think there is more good than bad. Um, Coach Clark is a man. I'm riding with Clark. Um, and that's like with, with him, he's gonna grow. He's gonna absolutely right. grow into this role. And it's not. It, I mean, no coach I think is is perfect and is ever gonna say that they're not gonna learn and do more. So I think this is gonna be a game where Clark takes away a lot. Mm-hmm. And I think that's super super good for the program. Yeah. So all eyes on Elon. Uh, I think uh, FTE Rar, his Twitter name right now is BTix the Phoenix. So BTix the Phoenix, baby. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see y'all next week. Boom.